you've had the delight to meet Mr. Liam Gallagher. Okay. Whether it's because of this thing that you've got going on, the mashup stuff, or whether it's because of just a random bumping into him in the boozer somewhere. Okay. But I want to know That's who... what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's happened, but carry on. Has it actually? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, you've got to tell us a story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will, I will yeah. carry, I'll carry on, but we've got to hear that story. Right then. Right then, team. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Scratch Record podcast. Today, we are joined by a group that we've actually had in the playlist for months now. Like back in when we first started, we entered them in. And now recently, they've seen this incredible spike. They've played some amazing festivals. They've had some incredible singles and EPs that we've definitely shouted out before. Supported artists like Jess Glynn. And their recent spike has been from a Wonderwall small town boy mashup, which now has hit 3 million streams. Today we have Max from Deco joined on the call. How are we, mate? Yeah, all good. Thanks. How you doing? Yeah, all, yeah. Is, all is very good. All good, mate. All good. Well, I think we've got, uh, we've got plenty to get into, but what we thought we'd do is we'd stick with like chronological order. So we'll get into Deco to start that with. Sounds good. And we normally pull it back to okay. sort of the stand, start of the band, um, how you got started, who's in the band, how that sort of came to fruition right at the start. Uh, so we're kind of like two bands that mixed together. Um, so we, we've all been in different bands um, sort of leading up to this band. And uh, the two bands that we were in, I think we supported each other and then our guitarist left. So I asked uh, John to join from another band, I poached him. Nice. <laughs> and then eventually and then eventually their singer joined us as our bassist. So oh, uh, and I mean they still do stuff in the background, but uh just kind of creatively. Mm. But yeah, and that's that's kind of how it all came about. But yeah, me and the me and the original drummer, we started the band at school originally, you know, not deco, but whatever it was. So mm. I've been doing this since I was about thirteen, maybe. Oh wow. So, so yeah, a little while. Um so yeah, I guess I guess deco was probably probably started um sort of 2017 time i guess yeah definitely so i was looking back for the discography and i'll be honest like chances was a song that i sort of knew the best but i didn't realize that was your first single or it's the first one that went on spotify so were you sort of gigging leading up to that release or was that like it released it did well and then you sort of moved on from there we did have some early tunes, but they were like more demos and they, they did used to be on Spotify, but then right. when obviously like management and label gets involved, they advise you to take certain stuff down. Mm. So, uh, uh, yeah, Chances was our first kind of, I guess, success, mildly successful single. Like people really kind of cottoned onto it and enjoyed it on like, a, you know, on an, on an independent level. Yeah. Yeah, it did, did pretty well. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's a great song. I think it's got that... Um... That was the first one that I heard, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is good." I think even just that opening and then the sort of isolated vocals in it, yeah, can, you can see why it would catch people. So, because uh, that's still sort of your most successful one. Did you have like a bit of a a big blow up from that single going out, or was it just like it did all right and we're just going to keep going? Yeah, well, we got we got quite lucky. We did, we did like a tour with a band called Kovic uh, back when it was released, or just before it was released. So we like did that, did that, and then. Um, and then we announced that we were releasing this single and then we announced a few shows. So it, like it all kind of snowballed from that really. But I mean, mm. yeah, it's done well and it hadn't, didn't actually get on any like big playlists or anything on Spotify. It just hit the algorithm really well. Mm. So it, um, like it was in everyone, like loads of people's discover weeklies and that's why it's the most popular tune. Right. And it's still obviously one of the favorites live. So yeah, it's stuck, stuck there at the top still. Nice. I like that. So are you, um, are you like Nottingham Derby way? I was trying to work it out. Like where about, what city are you based? So we're based in London now. Uh, oh, right, but we're okay. all, we're all from sort of Derbyshire, Staffordshire. So like the guys, the two guys that joined like slightly later on, um, before Deco were a thing, uh, they're from a place called Ashbourne. Uh, and I'm, I was born in Derby, but grew up in a place called Tutbury, which is on the Staffordshire, Derbyshire border. Right. So yeah, and we all, we all kind of met and met in Nottingham. Uh, so that early when you were gigging early with Deco was that in London then? Uh, a mixture of like Nottingham and London they were kind of our two scenes because I was in London but the other guys right. were in Nottingham oh, okay I'll get you cool 
So uh, how what was that like trying to sort of break that early scene? Did you have any poor gigs to start with, or was it quite quick? Uh, yeah, loads. I mean, we did loads of gig, countless gigs to not many people, but it's just the way it is for a lot of bands. Unless you kind yeah. of you know, unless you get picked up at one gig and then suddenly get you know poached by some big management and then they put you in front of thousands of people supporting mm-hmm. people. But yeah, when you when you're trying to do it's all it's all a bit backwards. You kind of you're doing headline gigs to not many people you, when you should be really you know in hindsight you should be trying to get support slots, but you don't really learn that until you get going really. But yeah, yeah, because you've had some you've got into some fairly decent festivals as well, haven't you? With why not truck and Isle of Wight as well as doing. Did you do dot to dot as well? Uh, yeah, I've done dot to dot quite a few times. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we love dot. We love dot dot. One of our one of the lads that we knock about with played on some of the smaller stages. Elliot Williams played on it, I think, a couple right. of years back. But what was it like trying to get onto them sort of festival sort of lineups? Because it's a completely different style of crowd as well. Um, I guess early on it was like me, um, sort of being, um, sort of uh, emailing the bookers and stuff like that, trying to find find out their emails. Even at one stage, we even pretended to have a manager and like signed off the email from our pretend manager. <laughs> that that, that, that like seemed that. to work. That seemed to work for a bit. But then, our, then we got. Then we met our manager now, uh, and he's he's a promoter in, in in the live side of things. So he's got a few inroads, and yeah, basically that's that's how we kind of work now. We've got a booking agent now. Um, solo, solo music they're called, and they look after like. Beyonce and Justin Timberlake and huge oh, artists. Sure. Yeah. Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> That's some yeah. big names. Yeah, it's sorry, I'm just name dropping. No, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah they've, they've got they've got some smaller bands too. Um yeah, it's quite a big one. I think Little Mix is their main UK one. Um <sighs> so yeah, they're pretty they're pretty big, um pretty big agent. But yeah, we had that, we got that it's really annoying. We got that, we got our agent at the start of last year. So we we were all oh, ready to I know we were we were about to announce it, and then like you know our tours got cancelled because of COVID and stuff. So we've not really had like we've not really reaped the benefits of having yeah. an agent yet because we you know last year we were meant to play Glastonbury and Isle of Wight again. We were meant to support like Lewis Capaldi on one of the outdoor shows. So like he he yeah. started to kind of bring in the gigs, but we yeah. actually never got to play any of them. So yeah, oh that's wild. That must be like. Different. Yeah, is it exciting though, knowing that that's all sort of to come a bit? Like you, not you're guaranteed, obviously, but you just got that in your back of your head. So you're like, when we can get back out, there'll be stuff there. Yeah, kind of. To be honest, like I was actually, I've, I'd, I had actually until now, it started to feel a little bit anxious, you know, because we'd kind of lost a bit of momentum because a lot of our momentum comes from playing live because people mm. love coming to the shows and people people come to the shows that might not have necessarily heard us before because their friends have dragged them along and so on. And we kind of we kind of built our following in a really organic way, and we do you know we do okay on Instagram and stuff, but we were we were really struggling with kind of TikTok and getting finding our niche. And so in a weird way, I was thinking you know when gigs we get back to normal, are people going to come to our gigs? You know, are, are we going to get the same opportunities again? Um, so I feel like now I feel like slightly more comfortable about that and that the fact that that's going to happen if things go back to normal because of what this video has done and you know mm. a slight increase in interest in our in our band again yeah maybe, so but that, that that maybe that was my that might have been me just overthinking it you know maybe people were always interested in it and it would have been fine but yeah, yeah so. i think it's it's a weird one because I've, I've found like talking to these artists that we're getting involved some of them seem like they're really anxious and have the same view as what you did at that time but some of them have also been like well every fucker wants to go back to a gig like everyone wants to go like I know me and Joe are definitely buzzing to get back out, just traveling about, going to live music, and everyone's kind of missed it because that thing that they might have turned down now they'd never even think about turning it down when it goes when it hopefully all goes back to some normality. Yeah, I think I think I think the reason why I think because we've obviously been doing this a little while, and a pattern we started to notice was like we'd we'd see the same people in in the cities. But then, like you know, this is might might have been before they'd gone to uni or something, and then we go back to that city, and none of the same faces are there. So you'd almost like, especially in Nottingham, we'd always have to like rebuild our kind of fan base in that right. city. Yeah. So I was th- I'm thinking, you know, if two years go by, those people might not be in that city anymore, etc. So yeah, or they might be 
listening to different things or so people change and that's that's the fact you've got to try and stay relevant and appealing to those people that you've got Mm, keep keep, keep them engaged it's quite a difficult maybe that is overthinking it but it's definitely i've definitely noticed it you know people maybe sort of four years ago that came to our shows in nottingham probably wouldn't now if you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Uh, especially in a university city, you find that exactly, yeah. people come and go, the rotations of people in and out, and whether they go on placement or year yeah, abroad exactly. as well, kind of fucks up the rotation of who you'd normally yeah. get at a gig, who what faces you'd normally see. But I also yeah. think that's part of the fun of trying to stay in the stay in the eyes or stay in the limelight or stay relevant to some extent. Like it means you have to kind of like look at doing something different. For people to keep recognizing your face in them in them ways like yeah exactly what yeah. you lot have done with these mashups i want to kind of touch on it might as well touch on it now because we've mentioned it a few times but this lockdown seemed to have allowed you to be a little bit more creative in that respect and try newer things which if the world was normal you might not have released the mashups and stuff yeah 100 percent. like that's i said that um i can't remember who i said that to now but I thought, oh yeah, that's right. I had a had an interview with Talk Radio, which is like a, it's a quite a political radio station. Uh, but it's one of the guys who present, presents one of the shows is an MP, um, John Nicholson, I think his name is. Um, and he he touched on that, and I said, yeah, you know, if we if the lockdown wasn't a thing, then this wouldn't have happened, really. Mm. You know, there's so much kind of we've been feeling a little bit of pressure from our manager because he's been trying to get us to, you know. Uh, find our TikTok niche and you know because I think it's so important that labels look at it and um, it's kind of a new way of gauging a band's following like you know we can't we can't we can't use our live following as strongly as we could before because that's Mm. not the way the music industry is at the minute so yeah we had it not it wasn't pressure but you know every now and again he sent a text in how's the TikTok looking guys um and how it all started was uh, I did a, uh, I just for a bit of fun, I did a, like an 80s version of the Sea Shanty. Yeah. Um, and put that on TikTok and it did did okay. And I, and I actually enjoyed doing it, whereas mm. some of the TikToks I felt like it's a bit of a chore because it's not really myself or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But this, this was like literally me um, being daft, which, you know, is always fun. Mm. Um, so I thought, uh, I thought, well, see if I can do that again but to like a big big song and that's that's how that's how it came about really and I sent it to our manager and he said um he's like, oh my god love this I'm gonna make this go big on Twitter and <laughs> <laughs> he did to be fair bit of an understatement really but yeah, yeah we need yeah. someone to say that to us if they could help <laughs> us make that go big on Twitter <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and uh, that's great so let's go into that a little bit more then so when when you picked like Wonderwall and Small Town Boy, they're just songs that you liked and you just thought this could work or did you think particularly they're going to work with the 80s style? Um, it was, li- honestly, I could say I thought about it <laughs> really detailed, but I really didn't. Like, it, it actually came about because we were discussing doing a certain, actually I won't mention it because we might, might still do it, but we were going to do a certain like cover and the manager texted me saying, Luke, I'm just going to call him Luke because that's his name. Um, <laughs> he texted me saying, have you done this yet? And it was snowing. It was two weeks ago, last Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> two weeks ago on a Sunday. And um, he texted me saying, have you done this yet? And I thought, no, oh God, I can't be bothered. I really don't want to do that. But I don't want to do it. Mm. Yeah. Which is which means it's probably not going to be any good if I do do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it. I thought, oh, yeah. And I thought, oh, what if I just do like another 80s like uh, version of a song? So my initial idea was to do like an 80s version of a of a big song. And I don't know why Wonderwall jumped to me. I think Arts and Monkeys was the first one that came to me. And then I think, I don't know where Wonderwall came from, but I, I used to love Wonderwall when I was a kid. Like I used to, I remember my mum bought me like a little toy guitar and I was playing it the wrong way around. And I had some sunglasses <laughs> and I was pretending to be the Oasis basically when I was like three or four. Mm. And then, um, so I guess that's kind of, it was kind of in my head and yeah, my initial kind of intention was never to mash it up with something. I was kind of thinking, what style 80s song can I sort of be influenced by to put this Wonderwall 80s version together? 
But then I found that it worked so well over Brunsky beat. I thought, well, I might as well just do this as a mashup now. So, mm. yeah, it was really weird. I, I, when I, I'd exported it from my machine, um, the video, and I never normally do this. I normally kind of finish something and then leave it for ages before I ever watch it again. I mean, I'll, I'll upload it and then not watch it just because it's, I don't know, I always feel like it's a bit vain to kind of watch it, but I, I watched that like 20 times before I put it out. I was just like, oh, that's so something weird. about this. I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. Oh, that's sick. So did you, did maybe, you edit the video? Maybe people, people seem to. Yeah. Yeah, like I can show you this. I can't show you. But yeah, like this, I've got the uh, Angels project in front of me here. Nice. Premiere Pro. It's just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not very good at using the mobile like um, apps. Mm. Sometimes it's an old old man. <laughs> no, 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 I get you. In terms of the video editing apps, I'm just I'm really I'm really kind of comfortable with the software. So it's just like oh. stick to what you know. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. We did a load of um we'd started because TikTok's one of the ones where we 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 can see how important it is for artists and whoever you are. If you want to try and blow up nowadays, like TikTok does really fucking help. And we were, t- we were looking at it and we, over yeah. Christmas, we did like an advent calendar of interviews of like short form interviews. But obviously most That's people cool. do all their TikTok editing over on their phone on either like Ooh. the TikTok app or like a Premiere Brush or some of the other bits like that. I can't do it because A, my phone's always smashed and I feel like my thumbs are too big. So you always mispress yeah. everything and stuff like that. So yeah. I run everything through Premiere Pro. Every yeah. bit of editing we do like. Yeah, just quicker to me but um yeah tiktok's a tiktok's a weird one it's like it is the purest form of social media like mm-hmm. it is and I'm, i've kind of reanalyzed it i reanalyzed it before this went big this whole mashup thing but i feel like instagram and facebook and twitter they're a bit like i don't know like a mouse like we've all been like we've all become like conditioned to use this mouse even though it's like probably not the most natural way to like use a computer the most natural way is to actually get a pen and draw on the screen and all that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. but that that somehow seemed weird to me doing that yeah, yeah, yeah. tiktok tiktok's like the same thing i guess it's like it's a really natural form of social media but because we're i think people like artists especially that are struggling to kind of adapt to it it's because we're so like used to putting like a a branded image out on instagram or whatever you know instead of just putting out something that's really rough mm. Definitely. I think um, for me, the big switch for TikTok, which has made like, is the best thing and the weirdest thing about it, is the fact that it puts the content in front of you without you having to look for it. Like with the, with like obviously Twitter and Instagram and that, you find an account and you follow it. And so you know that it's there. So, like for you, if you post on Instagram, on the Deco Instagram, you know you've got however many, you know, thousands of people that want to see it whereas on tiktok you're almost posting to like no one i know people follow it but Mm. the big big numbers come from like the for you page and stuff so yeah Yeah. you've got to like target no one and like try and put something out that generalizes Mm. a bit more so i guess that's like it's like the difference is that you probably know what your fans like but it's trying to adapt to that like mainstream thing and make it a little bit more relevant yeah yeah and i think i had a bit of like a disagreement with my flatmate about it actually Mm. Um, <laughs> like it's, I, I've, I, until this point, I found, I find it struggled to kind of make it clear that we're like a band, that I was putting mm. up stuff that wasn't really relevant to our music. So how the hell are people going to know that we're a band if they're just watching this video of me being stupid, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's got no yeah. kind of, it's got no kind of relation. So it's, I don't understand how it's helping our band, you know, no, it's helped. Whereas he was like, whereas he, he pointed out that, you know, people want to see people want to be more involved and they want to see what you're like as a person, I guess. Yeah. Um, and if they're really interested, they're going to delve into your profile and then find out. So yeah, it essentially, it essentially helps with a, it, it makes the person that's on the screen a familiar face. So it's like almost like building a popularity for yourself. And if your mm-hmm. band is what you're kind of like helping push, like for us, it's always the podcast. And if it's what that's helping you push, then they'll notice that because they start becoming more familiar with your face. Exactly, yeah. And so, like, one of the other ones that's done it really well, um, Crawlers. I don't know whether you've seen their recent blow up on Instagram, but they've I been using 
they've been using Instagram Reels, which is right. uh, like same, same the same shit just yeah. on Instagram. And um, they essentially were doing little bits and bobs about like um, what they wear to a gig or what they'd, um, if you like this type of music, you know, there's like a whole meme of where they're like, um, oh, hi, I'm so-and-so. Like, if oh, you yeah, like I this, to, hi. This. Yeah, yeah. So they yeah. did one of them with a Mother Mother song and um, it blew up like crazy on this Instagram reel. It was like yeah. a million views, 170,000 likes, like, wow. It was mad and it took them up like 30,000 Instagram followers in a night. Man, that is mad. It's like, and and the numbers are so absurd. And then they're just constantly posting like three videos a day now on that. And the algorithm picks up because they're on it more. People are recognizing their face. They're on it more. And they just push it. It goes through the fucking roof. Ours is a weird one. It's like, on on, it did well on Twitter to start with. And Mm. since then, uh, TikTok. And Instagram Reels, they're like they're now going more crazy. Like we hit a million uh, views on the reel last night, um, and it's keep, it just doesn't stop. We're gaining like a thousand followers a day, and it is, you know, it's really weird how it's kind of two weeks later it's still going. Yeah. It's not been like an instant overnight thing. It's it's, really it's incredible, and I think I think that is the thing. And you you guys are doing it really well because I keep and I was saying to L. I like the fact that I'm seeing like when you're tweeting out and like keeping engaged, there's still you're trying to keep on top of the yeah. fact that we're a band, we have original music. Yeah, we noticed that. Of a really high quality. But like it I is hope it's, hard. I hope it's not too obvious. No, no, but in in a good way, because I think you have got to make it obvious to these people. Because to be fair, if you stumble across that, as you say, you'll be like, that's really cool. But it's so quick to keep moving. You've got to try yeah. and be like, wait, <laughs> while you're here, <laughs> you know, there's yeah. we've got a lot of other stuff. And I sure. think it's interesting that you've taken that actual like conscious decision to just to try and get it. Cause it, at the end of the day, if in two weeks time it all goes a bit dead and no one's came and followed, you know, your Spotify and listened to the songs. And I guess for you, you'd feel a bit of like, you know, you want to make something of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like historically we've never really enjoyed doing covers or anything. Mm. I think the reason we enjoy this is because we're doing them in a different style. So it's still creative for us. Yeah. But um, yeah, we don't want to be a mashup band. We want to, we yeah. want to be, we want to somehow remain like a an authentic, credible band, even after all this. Somehow, definitely, yeah. All this, a... I mean, there's there's definite com- comical effects about these, so we've got to be careful not to cross the line. I feel anyway, but <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's interesting because we we spoke with Blondes when they had their TikTok blow up, and um, it was quite similar, but it was just one of their actual songs blew up on TikTok. And, yeah, uh, being so now, used, wasn't it? It's just being That's the used ideal situation. The background, the ideal, but literally to the yeah. point where they didn't even have the app, knew nothing about it really, and then almost like mates started saying, and they looked at it, and they were like, "It's been used like two hundred thousand times." And wow! Now that song's on like nearly two million streams. When like it's they've got amazing. two other singles that have like fifty thousand, it's like it's yeah. crazy. But they were the same. They were very like, we're so grateful for it, and the exposure is brilliant. But we want to just push people and say that we are not a tiktok sort of people we are a band yeah. with top music yeah you got to try and you got to try and extract every single thing out of it possible basically mm. yeah i like that. um yeah so it's it's very difficult like at one point we were saying you know we're getting like 5000 views a day on this reel but we're only getting and sorry 5000 likes a day on this reel but we're only getting sort of 500 followers how how does that work but how we need to start converting it we have somehow I don't know how but it just mm. has started converting to followers so yeah I mean it's all good really yeah um, definitely have, have you, you um, um, go on now <laughs> we just started that question exactly <laughs> the same as well <laughs> we, do, we do this too much <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of starting to show that we spend yeah. most nights doing this <laughs> on, no, what I was going to ask was like have you found it like getting them to actually go to the music, how has that been for you? Like what sort of things have you tried to either do or what's the conversion rate of your millions of views that you're getting on the like mashups to actually your newest EP or whatever? How's the views or the listens compared? Uh, Probably, I don't know, like 10% maybe, but I mean, that's better than nothing. Yeah, better Um, than kicking the teeth, isn't it? Yeah, I mean it's hard. It's hard to tell at the minute because like, it's still only two weeks, and I think like you know, your monthly listeners only update sort of only every sort of three days or something on Spotify. So it's really difficult to kind of see. Um, 
but I mean, we've been the way we've been doing it is, I guess we've got a, we've got like a, it's almost like a link tree kind of thing for all our for all the platforms. Mm. You know, we, we can push the Spotify link, but then not everyone's on Spotify. Um, yeah. so we've got all of them on there uh, and also with the YouTube YouTube's been a good one because people can that's just happened naturally because suggested videos of ours come up after the mashup ones so yeah I like all of our YouTube videos have gone up by a few thousand views cool. each video just because um, they've been on it and it's been suggested to them so that's that's the good thing about YouTube it's the power of it people just mm. sort of sit there all day watching videos don't they so, exactly yeah yeah, I think YouTube's a platform that is, especially for bands and artists, they find it's very underrated for sure. Like you can put yeah, tracks is. up on there, but like also having stuff that is a little bit more personable as well yeah. really does help. Mm. Yeah, I feel like we we definitely haven't used it enough and it's almost like we've almost had to have something that's done well on YouTube for us to then benefit from it, I guess. Mm. So I guess you either, you either come up with something that's really kind of... Um, well, I guess that's what we've done. We used to record a video and then we then get lots of lots of attention. So I guess that's the way it works. Yeah, for sure. I like that. So now um like you spoke about your manager a lot. Have you now like when all this sort of kicked off, were you sort of grateful? Like did they have then a bit of an influence on be like, right, calm down, this is what we need to do, this is how we're gonna deal with it. And did you have a bit of an influence or has it just been like on your own back still? Uh, no, like Luke is literally my right-hand man, really. Um, mm. Like the other guys in the band, they, I mean, to be honest with you, everyone, since since this is all blown up, um, everyone's been just on it, like really good. Um, but in terms of like general day-to-day stuff, prior, prior to that and just generally like me and the manager, Luke, uh, the, the two that are kind of really driving things forward and then everyone's got their own kind of purpose in the band and I think if everyone was like that then it wouldn't work um, so yeah he he was on it straight away you know if we didn't if we didn't have a manager or anything like we, we've got a really good team around us um, and like you know he was able to kind of deal with all the label interests and all that kind of stuff and um, all the social media you know he he did a huge amount of like replying and all that kind of thing just because we we couldn't cope with it all um mm. so yeah we're very lucky to have had sort of kind of um a good team before this happened otherwise we would never be able to make the most out of it you know i feel like yeah it could have been one of those situations where in two weeks it would have just been flat again so yeah. definitely i think that's uh that's really good and have you felt like has it been a little bit um hard to deal with thinking about how many people are viewing that because in my head like if one of our videos suddenly we had three million views i'd be like hell <laughs> that's a lot of people looking at us right now like a little bit yeah. what yeah. do we do <laughs> uh, i'd disappear for a bit i think and be like oh my god do you know what i mean it's, a, it's yeah a lot. have you found it a lot or has it just been okay this is good let's keep going you know and not really think about it too much not thought about it but that's i think one because of lockdown so it's not like you can go it's, you're not going out in the street and someone's saying anything really yeah true yeah um and also i've moved I'm, i'm i was moving house the week that it blew up um so i've had all that to kind of contend with mm-hmm. um so yeah it's it's just been really hectic and everything's been kind of go 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 so it's not like i've really not stopped to kind of think about mm-hmm. you know um that it is i suppose it is a bit weird that lots of people have seen my face yeah, I, <laughs> I didn't mean to bring it on to you. This is how I said you. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't Thanks, mate. I've got yeah. nothing to worry about. He just starts sweating and panting. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, I don't, I don't, I never thought about it like that. Oh, shit. Yeah, um. yeah no, it's fine. I, yeah, I mean, that's, but like if you're, if you're a singer in a band and you find that odd, it's probably not the best, right thing for that's you. That's true. That's very Yeah, it's got to be your goal almost, isn't it? To some yeah. extent. Well, you know, you've got to just be able to try and cope with it. I mean, uh, it was very overwhelming, kind of, but it was it wasn't necessarily the, the thought of people looking at me. It was more of the kind of I can't deal with like all these people responding and yeah, yeah, um, all the kind of things that were associated with it, like you know, um, having to kind of read through contract record contracts and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. It's all been very kind of because it's for a lot of bands, you know, it's you're not. I'm not made to look through a contract, you know, I'm not, I, I can't 
words it doesn't go in you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a creative so um, it's good to have that kind of, we're lucky to have that kind of team around us to be able to um, do that you know my girlfriend she she works in like rights and royalties oh sick nice. and that's been a, that's been a big kind of thing with this mashup if we were to ever release it which is obviously kind of in in the process slash you know might not happen might happen um, there was a big we needed to make sure that we were able to get the rights we were owed because obviously I performed everything on that track therefore I can still get royalties for it whereas mm. uh, Noel Gallagher and the Bronski Beat guys would get the writing royalties and I wouldn't right. get any of that because obviously that's not I didn't do any of the writing okay. for that, for that, that track but yeah, yeah. Mm. so is that so how it's good would... to... sorry okay it was no I'm saying it's good to kind of have that help yeah definitely yeah, as well a lot of bands wouldn't you know I, I, I think to the I'm I'm interested to find out how it all works with the Sea Shanty guy. You know, he got signed pretty quickly and what, you know, I want to know what's in that contract that he might not have thought about, you know. I don't yeah. know. Definitely. We definitely have the same problem with the reading of the contracts and stuff between me and Joe. If we ever got handed anything from like a provider, yeah. Joe would have to read it. I'd give it a yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't. It'd no. go straight over my head. It would not. I'd, I'd read it and yeah. I'd be like, Joe, can you simplify, please? <laughs> But yeah. it's, it's scary, yeah, exactly. isn't it? Because they can put whatever they want in it and it doesn't matter. I could probably read it and be like, yeah, but there's little um, little subtext, little like bylaws they could put in that you'd be like, no idea what it means. And then it comes exactly. down to it and like, they've, they've fucked you over. So it's, you know, it's a big thing. Yeah. I mean, luckily, luckily the, 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 the label that we've been uh, working with the last couple of weeks, they're really, they're really good. You know, it's fairly standard for a major label, the stuff that they've got in the contract. And because, because we've like our manager got like a lawyer on board straight away, music mm-hmm. lawyer. So it's, it's all been very smooth really, but yeah, we'll still happens now. Yeah. It's exciting. So, so, so what is next then? What is, what is happening with Deco and their original music? Uh, so we were going to be releasing something at the end of Feb, but we've cancelled that just because, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with this mashup. If, if it goes out, then, it's obviously like a ch- chart campaign. Um, if it doesn't go out, then we need to kind of negotiate um, with the label to try and um, to try and convince the label to take us on purely uh, for our own stuff. Mm-hmm. And if that hap- if that happens, we'll probably go to their studios and do some writing with the writers and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we've got like we've got like twenty songs that we recorded last summer, so we've got we've got wow. a big backlog of songs ready to go either way so it's kind of you know obviously we've built a following with this um so i feel like if we release one of our songs independently now it'll still do better than it would have done three weeks ago so kind of kind of happy really with uh however whatever the scenario is yeah i like that i think it's um do you feel any pressure now to think Maybe you've been you've you've had this chance to gain a big following, and maybe your next moves can sort of make or break a little bit. Like, do you feel like you've got to take advantage, or is it as you said, like it's not going to do worse, so it doesn't really matter? Uh, yeah, I think it's important not to kind of think about it too much because I feel like people, like our guitarist John, didn't wasn't that keen on this Angels mashup, right? Yeah, but I was think I was thinking at this point, I feel like people are that invested in these mashups that it will do people will like. A lot of people will like it. A few people might not, you know, it'd be mm. the same because everyone's got their own opinion, right? And it's of course. So it's yeah, I, I'm trying not to put too much too much pressure on it. I mean, I, I was obviously if this if the mashup can't go out, then I'll obviously be gutted because I feel like genuinely, you know, we've had some big names behind that. Mm. Um, you know, like Good Morning Britain guys. If 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 we need someone to kind of campaign for it to get to number one, we couldn't have like a bigger program to kind of get behind it, you know. That's insane. Absolutely. Yeah. So um I feel like genuinely it could 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 do really, really well if if it if it goes out. But um if it doesn't, then we've got to just think of a plan B. Well, we've already thought of a plan B and a plan C to kind of make still make the most out of it and exploit mm. everything we can from the from the video. So yeah. You're in a good place. You are in a very, very good place. Yeah. I feel excited about it. It's like nothing to do yeah. with us, but you know, it's, yeah, just, it's, like, like, it's just sick, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it is. No, it is. <laughs> cool. Fingers crossed. 
Yeah, absolutely. What was what's the so back on to like actually your music because I want to try and get into a little bit more of explaining to the people that are listening to us, which is definitely not the same amount of eyes that are on you at the minute. But to try and explain a little bit more about like what your influences are for your more for your unique songs, as well as how what the writing process is like for yourselves. Um, well, we luckily we're all, we're all on the same wavelength, kind of, or generally speaking, with like what we're inspired by. Like we're all into kind of eighties music, and a lot of the new the new newest stuff that's out into the new bands. We're all kind of follow the same things as well. There's a few differences which make it good because, you know, if we all like to do exactly the same things, it'd probably be a bit boring. But um, yeah, you know, we're all into kind of, uh, I guess John's more into kind of 80s indie, like, you know, like Smiths and all that kind of stuff, whereas I'm probably kind of more um, new romantic era, like Duran Duran and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, so, and then I guess in terms of the process, it kind of changes because like historically I've always written like the bulk of a song and then the guys would help develop it but then in lockdown we were in lo- the first lockdown together and we wrote them together and that was the first time we'd really ever done that and it worked really well when we feel like we've got some of the best stuff but we haven't actually released it yet mm. so um yeah i guess at the minute we're apart so we're writing away again um yeah. so it's kind of it kind of just we can, we can kind of mix and mix it up a bit you know i think it's probably the best way because after after two months of writing together like we were doing two two songs a day at one point um wow. and then it like became like a song a week by the end so mm-hmm. it soon it, we soon got bored of working together <laughs> it's also creative burnout too you find yeah, if you sure, yeah. like that your brain just stops thinking of things after after a while it just you yeah. hit a wall don't you and you've got to just take a couple of days off yeah exactly i'm being together for that amount of time, we were like living and working together essentially. So it's quite it's intense. A lot. We, yeah. de- we def- we're definitely not all the same. Like we definitely have our differences, which is, mm. I think it's a good thing, but not when you're living together in lockdown. It's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Have you found that um, you've sort of landed on your sound fully? Because I know you've been obviously about for a few years now, but a lot of bands that we speak to, you can tell that they sort of trying a lot of different things over the years and trying to find it. But I think, the good thing with yours is that all the way through, although maybe it's evolved a bit, you've got that real unique sound like nailed down. So do you feel like now you can go in and think we know how to write a deco song? Uh, yeah, I think it probably just naturally comes out like that rather than like trying to write. I mean, sometimes you can fall in the trap of trying to write a deco song. And that's mm. not very good. That's not a good thing. Like, but it's definitely got more 80s, um, which I think we were kind of not holding back, but we always wanted to try and have like a, you know a modern edge but we've kind of just not not given up on that we just try not to let that affect or sway us too much because i think it ultimately maybe like restricts mm. the songs you know sometimes you can go full on aces with it and then hold back and it, the song won't be as good because you haven't gone that extra step mm. yeah because, because you're conscious of it being too 80s or whatever but we've just kind of tried to let what comes out come what comes out come out basically yeah, um, to not sound too cliche. <laughs> no, not at all. I like that. I think it's something we sort of noticed, like we said before, that um, maybe the early ones were a little bit more indie. But I was like, the more like that real life EP and the more recent stuff, even from yeah. what's been out, I said like this. It's not even like eighties inspired. It's like this could have come out in the eighties and wouldn't look yeah, out yeah, of place. Sure. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. you did go like full on with it. But as you say, I think it's like if that's how it comes out, then go for it, and then it it sounds even better for it. I think I think what it was I think my voice has always been very 80s um, mm. and I think music early on was a bit more indie maybe I don't know and now it's sort of changed to kind of match the, the vocals but <laughs> yeah um, I guess it's just yeah it's like what we like so I guess it just comes out naturally I suppose It's a natural progression as well as realising yeah. what you're what you find fits your voice and how you mm. lot play the music and stuff as well. Like if you're going to be listening to eighties all the time, it is going to have that her- like real boxing or influence on you because mm. you, what you're surrounded by is what you create, isn't it? Mm. I feel like the way I see it in my head, like it's always, there's always a year delay from what I listen to and what comes out kind of thing. Yeah. And how, cause it doesn't come out straight away. Mm. I feel like for some people it might 
say if you listen to listening to Drake or something, then it will come out as Drake the next day. But for like for some reason, like I went through a real phase of listening to like Michael Jackson and all his like back catalogue in like 2016, and then it started to come out sort of last year. Yeah, weird, oh, really, really weird. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. I guess it just gets lodged in your subconscious a bit, and then yeah, just... I think that's it. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. I like that. I don't know if you've just confirmed a Drake eighties mashup coming next from Deco, but I'm not sure. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we were we were thinking about doing like a slightly because obviously we've been doing like nineties tunes, um, which I feel like it might pigeonhole us a little bit because a lot of the people that have been, a lot of the people that have been liking these mashups have been a little bit older to, mm. to our usual audience, which I think yeah. is good, you know, like without sounding too business minded, those are the guys that spend the money on music, you know. That's, like, you know, listen to, yeah you know radio 2 is the biggest station definitely you know, but, yeah. like, if we get played on that then you get listened to by more people so uh, it's definitely in terms of like building a career out of it you know it's, there's no kind of right or wrong with who your audience is really um mm. so we're kind of just sort of trying to be easy going about that but yeah we're thinking about maybe doing something you know like an Ed Sheeran song or something i don't know mix with an 80s song that could be quite fun yeah and Ed Sheeran like would be a good way a good look at or yeah, little mix. Got yeah. that. Is that on the horizon? Little mix are always big. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> they're on the same uh, same booking agent. So maybe we'll maybe we could get them to collab with us. I know. <laughs> no, that would be huge. <laughs> that, that would blow out the water. I think that yeah, that yeah. take that take something on a completely different level. I think if the collaboration with little mix would be unbelievable. Yeah, I'll talk to our manager. Actually, it's a good idea. Just, <laughs> yeah. just, just, just well, well, that. There you go. <laughs> we'll we'll have twenty percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're in the process. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get the contract sent over. Yeah. No, no more contracts this week. Edit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, oh, I like that. Mm. Yeah. Well, cool. I think that's that story sort of set in, isn't it? It's so interesting. Yeah, it's a fascinating yeah. story, isn't it? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the hell is going to happen next. So let's, no. let's just uh, let's just see. Ride the so wave, isn't it? The yeah. excited, the exciting part of it as well of just trying to make you've managed to get this real lucky break to some extent and because the work's so fucking good it should hold some more structure than like you know some of these like viral videos that go they go viral and they just go viral for viral sake do you know what i mean they yeah, catch yeah. the wave but because there's yeah, actually something to it and you've put the work in it should hold a little bit better yeah i'm hoping so like i feel like that's one one thing i did think you know we're lucky that we've got this kind of Back catalogue on Spotify and all this kind of stuff because if people have got somewhere to go and like it helps cement your thing. Whereas if you're purely TikTok and all your content is on TikTok, then the people haven't got anywhere else to go other than that. Yeah, it's like and um, I haven't I haven't done my research, but um, I'm not sure if the Sea Shanty guy was an artist before this. I really don't know. Yeah, but it was just it, it was a thought that I'd had. Like, you know, how how is he going to sustain? To stay sustainable. I mean, he obviously is because he's got millions and millions of followers. Yeah, views. That's nuts, isn't it? That but it's is... whether it's whether he's anything. He's got, has he got anything to be kind of cashing in on it with? Basically, well, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, using your what? What's he gonna give next, or what yeah. are people gonna be able to look back? Because when you have like a viral video, like these YouTubers that have like a viral video, nine yeah. times out of ten, they've always been plugging beforehand. They've had like. They've got some other videos that people can then look back at and go, oh, mm. he's always been funny or she's always been funny. Mm. And now, they, now they're like, oh, shit, I'm going to stick about now. Whereas like, yeah. if all he's got is the sea shanty, they're gonna, you're going to almost struggle to yeah. keep that in the limelight. Yeah, but I think I've seen him doing like more contemporary music covers since then. So I think he's kind of slowly converting away from the sea shanty. Cause things, yeah. yeah. It's not going to, it's not going to last forever. That kind of thing. No, no. It's, it's the same with us as well. Like, you know, we've eventually got to try and get people onto our own music before people get bored of mashups, you know, mm. same thing. I think I, I'm, I'm glad that you picked eighties for it though, because it, because it fits your sound of your original stuff. Yeah. Too. It'd be an easier transition to maybe if you were, mm like some of these artists or like YouTubers or something like they drop like a hip hop album or they drop like a hip hop thing. And yeah. the thing that's gone viral has been them singing with a guitar, but they've now got this rap thing going. Yeah, and it doesn't yeah. quite, it, the transition's yeah. much harder because you're forcing people to listen to something that they've never yeah. heard before. It definitely, definitely, uh, definitely helps that we've got that. Um, but yeah, people have been asking if we're going to play the Wonderwall thing live. 
um, <laughs> which I really want to. But the funny thing is, like, I've had, I've had like a few um, like vocal issues. Not, it's not like nothing's wrong with my throat. It's like the muscles in my throat have been getting quite tight, like just through stress and things, various things yeah. like that. And it's been affecting the way my voice has been performing. Like generally speaking, it's been making my voice a lot shitter. But for some yeah. reason, for some reason in the Wonderwall video, it sounds more strange and more haunting, I suppose, because it's that it sounded like more kind of husky. Maybe I don't really know. Mm. Sounded but, a little bit more eighties because everyone smoked, maybe, and yeah. it was like a it had, <laughs> yeah, that, maybe, yeah. <laughs> it had that vibe to it. But yeah, so I'm now thinking, how the hell am I going to do that voice now? Um, live, but I should be fine. Yeah. Make, make, make sure I get really stressed before a gig, and then it's yeah, good. yeah, no, yeah. That pack of Ella, pack of Ella bees. I think will do you all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's I think that, that all you'll be fine. Yeah, I think that's how Liam. I think that's how Liam Gallagher got his voice in the nineties. So <laughs> Ellen bees and probably. So I think that helped. <laughs> yeah, probably also what got rid of it, but. Yeah, yeah, true, it. true. It's like a short window, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, well, I think we're getting to a point in the in the show where we normally go into our scenario questions to get to know a little bit more about yourself and also the band that you have around you. So cool. I'm going to ask you a few questions that are based around a scenario, which is purely hypothetical, but you have to give us... Um, what band member would be most fit for this scenario? Okay. So, for example, it'll be like a um, like building a house. Who's going to be most likely to build a house? But okay, a little bit <laughs> yeah, it's slightly more interesting than that. Not as plain and boring as that. I, so, already, I already know the answer to that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, what what options have we got? Can you give us the names of the band members before we start? Uh, so, there's me, Max, um, John, uh, who's a guitarist. John, who's the bassist, but I'm going to call him Steel to make it easier. Beautiful. Uh, and Thomas, our drummer. And then uh, Lucy, who plays sax for us on some songs. Sick. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So the first one I've got, you've been, you've obviously been a band for a long while now, um, but someone in the band has been keeping a secret. It's been a very weird year. Everyone's started to show their true colours and you start to realise something's really off with one of the members. It comes out that one of the members is actually a lizard. They're a, like a like a like a lizard man from the future. Okay. Which one of the which one of the band is it most likely going to be? Uh, I'm going to say Thomas because we we all know him the least, so probably wouldn't be such a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, maybe you'd be like. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> Didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I can probably see it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So the next one I've got, Bojo, good old Boris Johnson. He's we've the world's gone more to shit than it already is. We're in a horrific scenario, and the only way that he's able to kind of get something going is by doing a Hunger Games situation. Okay. Everyone in the band is entered into this Hunger Games and it's a full arena of a Battle Royale style thing. Who is the person who is going to last the longest and who is going to put the person that's going to last the least? Uh, I'd probably last the longest. You'd last the longest? I think so. How come? Uh, Just got your head screwed on with stuff like will, that. <laughs> willpower, willpower, I think. Okay. Possibly. Um, and then I reckon Steel would probably last, not last the longest. <laughs> come. He, he gets cold incredibly easy, easily. <laughs> You're joking. And he like he kind of sometimes fills up in a ball if he if he's too cold. <laughs> so, purely for that reason, he probably freeze to death. <laughs> he'd probably oh, no, struggle. No. First That's night, you just find him killed up in a ball somewhere, and you'd be like, "Yeah, you lose." Fair enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he oh, wouldn't right. even die from the Hunger Games or someone killing him. He'd just yeah, be he'd just give up, perished. Yeah, <laughs> right. So you've the boat that you are on has crashed. It's okay. sunk. Well, the whole band has been washed up on an abandoned island. There's nothing else there apart from you lot and yeah. animals and food and shit. You've got yourself into a good set. You've, you know, you've built a shack. You're 
got a fire going, there is food knocking about, and it's you're in a nice situation. On a Sunday afternoon, you've all gone for a walk in different directions. Which one of the band is most likely to come back with a pet? The pet? Yeah. Uh, Lucy. Lucy. Yeah. She likes, she likes animals. It's a really boring answer, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you are right, to be fair. That's... <laughs> that uh, does help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Well, there we go. Hang on. I've got one. Oh, you got one more. One more. One more. Oh, no. Extra one this week. This yeah. is the best one. Yeah. Treating. I've, uh, I've, I, I thought I'd, I had a little little thing, and I think it's, it's very relevant as well, actually, to what's been going on. So you've had the delight to meet Mr. Liam Gallagher. Okay. Whether it's because of this thing that you've got going on the mashup stuff or whether it's because of just a random bumping into him in the boozer somewhere okay but i want to know that's who... what happened yeah. <laughs> yeah actually that's happened but carry on has it actually <laughs> yeah oh god you gotta tell us a story oh, yeah, that. Yeah, i will, yeah. I will yeah. carry i'll carry on but we've got to hear that story i was on the way to play tennis with my mate a few years ago and he was outside a boozer was he uh, talking to some kid i don't even know um and yeah, I just, I think we stopped and kind of said hello and said, do you mind if we have a photo? And, uh, uh, and yeah, we're talking to Djokovic and stuff and who will remember them. Uh, it was a bit random. Uh, that is a mad then, conversation yeah, we had a photo, conversation. We had a, we had a, we, I know, yeah. It was like, yeah, 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 Djokovic, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it wasn't like, it wasn't, it wasn't particularly like a intellectual conversation or anything. No, I but, can't um, imagine. It was quite, it was good. It, it was, it was fun. It was good. Seemed like oh. a nice guy. I like that. Well, that might have make the uh, that might make the answers a little bit easier. Yeah. So I want to know who from the band would Liam Gallagher potentially find the coolest? He'd enjoy the company of the most, and who is the most likely to make a cock of themselves in front of him? Uh, I'm probably the most likely to make a cock of myself. Oh, really? Do you think? Yeah, and then uh, yeah. So I'll probably just try too hard, and then uh, John. John will probably be the coolest because he enjoys he enjoys that. He enjoys playing hard to get. Nice. In, so, in, so, in so many ways. <laughs> nice, nice, brilliant. Well, that was, that's that is now the end of the scenario question. There you go. Cool. So, that was fun. Good. Cool. I'm glad. I mean, it's something that we're trying to do that's a little bit different that people might not necessarily get in a standard interview that is the first time one of the scenarios has actually happened though that is a new one <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's very impressive from you I'll give you that <laughs> yeah that was, that was that ages ago that was that's mad that is wow. crazy um, so the last little section that we do towards the end of this podcast is where we talk to the interviewer the interviewer we're the interviewer the interviewee yeah um and ask them who they're listening to at the minute that's an up and coming band that they need to, that more light needs to go towards. What they're doing is something you're really enjoying and that you want other people to listen to. Okay. Um, oh God, you really put me on the spot here. And I, on, feel like I, need to, I, feel like, I feel like I need to look at my Spotify. Yeah, okay, let, we, we can go first. And then, we'll, no. go, we'll go first and then you can, okay. then we, you can come in at the end with a, a nice one. Okay. After that, I've got to look a little bit too. But uh, John, go, I want to go, go first. Okay. I wanted to... Um, Give a shout out to Spires, who are a band that are knocking oh. about at the moment. <laughs> Is that an R like you were going to do them as well? That was one of the ones I was going to do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're, um, they were in that Brits and Pieces album that is uh, quite a big thing that, that happened sort of in the indie music community with um, uh, like 18 unsigned bands got put on a compilation and uh, it got a charting position and everything and it was really sick. And they are one from there that have sort of had a little bit of a blow up since. Um, mm. They've only got three tracks, but their newest one is really, really good. It's like sort of, um, I don't know, it's, it's like indie rock, but it, it's female fronted in it. And it's just got that little bit of an edge to it as well. Uh, cool. So like when it's it gets towards, into the chorus, it's just got that bit of a like, bit of it's towards crawlers-ish, isn't it? It's a bit yeah, more yeah. Um, like heavier rock and roll instead of it being like, just like twinkly guitars and stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's got a little bit more of an edge to it, but um, I just think it's sick. And I like the fact that they've, they've started to really get the ball rolling with like the sort of numbers they should be hitting, but they still needed a lot more. So I wanted to give them a shout out. But yeah, Spires, they're sick. Cool. Nice. Cool. Cool. I've got, I've got two quick ones because uh, I've, on, treat yourself. I don't know too much about the bands because they're still quite small. Mm-hmm. And one of them's one you showed me the other day. 
Joe, and it's um, a band called Jack Up, and they've released a song called Suzanne, and it's all in a foreign language. I want to say it's Norwegian, but it might not be. But there, it's a pop punk American style, but it's from Scandinavia area. And it just, it's even though, like, I don't understand the fucking word they're saying, it sounds good. And I think that's the key part of music. I don't, nine times out of ten, I don't actually care what they're saying to some extent, unless it really sits with me. So the fact yeah, it's in a foreign I'm, language. I'm kind of similar. Yeah. It's one of the ones where, like, even though it's in a foreign language, like, like I have a massive thing for that Angel. The um, she's got an album called Brawl, who's a Belgium but French singer, and she's she's yeah. unbelievable. But um, I, I quite like the fact that I don't know what's what's being said. Mm. So I'm hoping it's nothing horrifically racist or anything. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it is. Imagine it's just like a imagine. like a culty song. Just hate. It's just full of hate. <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel, I feel, I feel like a lot of mine are like they're not necessarily brand new bands, but just bands that I think that have done something good in the yeah. last kind of. So, I quite, in, I'm quite enjoying how a band called Cassia, who I'm sure you've heard of, Cassia. Yeah, yeah. Cassia. They've like, I was always wondering because we've played with them quite a lot. Um, and very kind of like beachy vampire weekendy kind of stuff and i was always intrigued to like see what they did after that because i feel like it was very it was they nailed it with the sound and they had some really amazing songs to go with it but i was really interested to see like how they developed and kind of so i felt like they probably couldn't do that forever mm. that sound um and they've come back with this like really cool uh sounds kind of mac demarkery kind of vibe and i think it's oh, just nice it's kind of really cemented their kind of their, them as a, as a as an artist, I think. I think that's mm. it now. You know, they're they're like a really credible band. You know, they've got past album one, started releasing new music, which is uh, really kind of authentic and really good. It's not just, I mean, they're, they're, you know, their early stuff's really really good, um, and they they probably agree. They're probably like, you know, it's kind of, you know, um, very festivaly kind of um, summery kind of. Yeah, uh, vibe. Rex Orange County-ish sort of thing. Uh, kind of, yeah. Um, but their new stuff is equally as like upbeat and uplifting, but it's slightly more mature. So I think they've yeah, like yeah. N- nailed it. Uh, so that's one. Uh, and then another one. Uh, I'm trying to think who. Uh, <laughs> I really like um, Toro Moi. I don't know if you know no know him. Oh no. No. He's like, I don't even know his real name, but he's like, it's like a, just an artist name, actually, Terry Mark. But he, all of his albums are totally different. When cool. with each with each album, he explores different genres. Um, okay. So whether it's kind of eighties style, kind of R and B, or um, like some of his newer stuff is more kind of sixties. Uh, so it's really, it's really cool. Um, I, I think that's like a really brave thing to do as an artist, but. Yeah, I don't feel like he loses any listeners by doing different stuff. I feel like it just gives the listeners, he almost opens windows for the new for the listeners. Yeah. But like, you know, say if uh, they like the more 60s stuff, but they've come from the R&B stuff, mm. then it's like they now like the 60s music because it's opened new doors to them. So, yeah, I like I like him for that. Yeah, uh, so I've been listening to a lot of that recently. Mm. That's, that's cool. That is very cool, actually. I like the fact that he's doing stuff that's different every time. I think that's a it's a really important way as an yeah. artist is that is that progression where you can delve mm-hmm. through it. Kind of shows like like having a good album isn't yeah. the same to being a good artist. I think there's a when you can do quite a lot. I think like Arctic Monkeys cemented themselves in that when they reached yeah, exactly, tranquility yeah. because they're able to go from one scale to then suck it and seeing it being a little bit harder to then AM, which was very American to then um, now this tranquility bass, which is essentially just a lounge album. And it's yeah. like, and they're all still good. I think that's Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's Toro more, Toro more guys been around for ages. Um, and he's had like five, six albums, but but like more people should know about him. Yeah, definitely. Cool. It's yeah. pretty big. So but, yeah, still that's perfect. Right. Perfect. Love cool stuff. Well, thank you very much. It's been an it's oh, been a you. pleasure. It has. Yeah, it has.
Yeah, nice, 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 nice way to spend the start of my Sunday evening. Thank you very much for having me. You're very anytime. welcome. <laughs> anytime. Appreciate it. Especially in the midst of probably one of the busiest weeks of your life. We yeah. taken no, an hour to speak to us. It's much appreciated. I bet it's been mental. So no, thanks for having me. It's been it's been good. It's been good fun. No worries, mate. Yeah, it's been brilliant. And if you haven't checked Deco out and you haven't heard of them yet, make sure you go check out their original stuff. They've got some good mashups on Twitter. Yeah, it's good, but it ain't as good as their ain't as good as their original stuff. So make sure you get over to their Spotify because that's where it properly counts. So go over there, check them out. Make sure you keep your eye out for any singles and stuff that they get releasing once the record label stuff has been settled. And hopefully we'll be looking forward to seeing you live when the old doors come back open. Yeah, for sure. We've got some socially distant shows in May, which hopefully will happen. So cool. fingers oh, crossed we'll see you there. Yeah, absolutely. Good, absolutely. Well, thank you all for listening. It has been a pleasure. And make sure you like and subscribe and we'll see you on the other side. Peace.